welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome back to Throw Rock Paperback. I'm one of your hosts, Charles Sheeland. And I'm the other host, Asia Bonilla. We're back this week finishing the first book of the Inkheart trilogy, Inkheart. And these readings are very long, especially compared to reading a whole book in a week. Even though you would think it would be the other way around, but these books are a lot larger, so it's just a lot more material. So, it's been a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I've been feeling that too. The readings feel long. I also, well, I have other feelings in the readings, but I think we'll save that for the end. As we tell you every single week, we are a book club podcast with the Nerd Party Network, and we read and reread YA books from our adolescence. I suggest this book because it is kind of a classic of young adult literature, but actually neither of us has read this before, so you're getting both of our real-time reactions to this book. And yet somehow I've gotten stuck on summary duty, but that's okay. But we'll just dive right into the second half. So we have Maggie and Finolio come up with this plan for Maggie to read an alternate ending so that the shadow takes out Capricorn, not Dustfinger or Reza. And it is then revealed that Reza is Teresa, Maggie's mother. And all of the characters converge in Capricorn's village, and the whole plan comes to fruition. And our protagonists, in the end, all go to live with Eleanor, but Fareed and Dustfinger steal the book, Inkheart, and run away. And the magpie and Basta escape the purge, and that's that. So the second half was definitely better and more interesting, but I still don't really understand where the series is going, like... I don't know, maybe this is like a thing of fantasy novels. Maybe where it's like we're just kind of in the story, but like there's no goal. Like maybe Charles can comment on that. But I just feel like I'm still not really sure like what we're going for in the book. Like I don't I don't see like what what is the conflict that they're going to overcome, which maybe there isn't one or not that there is one, but it's not presented like this early on. I don't know. So actually that kind of proves that we don't, pre-plan these too much because my impression was the same as yours in that I don't know what's going to happen in the next book. And I'm not saying I need to know exactly what's going to happen, but I truly have no idea what's going to happen. And I would honestly believe anything at this point. So as for like commenting on whether that's a rule in fantasy, I don't really think so. Not a rule, but maybe, like, just more common? I don't think so, because if you think about it, like, Harry Potter, classic fantasy, young adult fantasy. I'm trying to think of, like, young adult appropriate fantasy. So, think of something else. Harry Potter's too high on it's the too good. Pole. Okay, Lord of the Rings, classic. You know that at some point... Isn't that really good, too? Yeah. Think of, like, mediocre. I, I don't know. I mean, even just, like... Some of the books, some of the more fantastical books that we've covered so far on this show, I guess for me, I'm just, spoiler alert, I'm still not really enjoying the series in the sense of, for me, I just feel like there's nothing drawing me in. Like, there's nothing making me want to keep turning the page 
wanting me to like, oh, I have to get my hands on the next book. Like we finished reading this book a couple days ago and I'm not really looking forward to starting the next book because like Charles just said, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like not even, I mean, we'll talk about at the end what are like, what we're assuming is going to happen, but I guess it's just like, there's no hook. Like there's nothing reeling me in right now. That's how I feel. Like, too. I've going been, through the motions. I've been reading my knitting murder mysteries because I finished this reading before you. And so obviously we wait to record until we both finished. So in the meantime, I blazed through a whole knitting murder mystery in like two days because I like that book I cannot put down. Yeah. And I even read Rachel Maddow's book Drift, which is about the... U.S. military, like, becoming completely too privatized. And even that, I was, like, way hooked on. I mean, that's nonfiction. But this book, I've been dragging myself yeah. through. Yeah. Well, we won't harp on it too much. We'll do that at the end of the episode. But I think we'll go ahead and dive into the plot. Yeah. So, yes, I think you're right. So we start with Basta taking Megan Fenolio to Capricorn, and we find out that Mortula, the evil head servant, is actually Capricorn's mom, and she's just as evil as him, and she loves how evil he is. And as Asia already alluded to, her nickname is The Magpie. And Meggie reads out loud this one time with Fenolio and while they're, like, imprisoned, and she discovers that she has the same power as Mo because she's able to bring Tinkerbell out of Peter Pan and bring her to life. So Maggie did ultimately get her wish that, you know, she wanted to have the same power as Mo, but now Capricorn can use her. So again, a very stupid wish, but again, she's only 12. Well, we didn't even discuss that last week. When we talked about it, we were talking about how the wish was selfish and cruel to have the power, but we didn't even, we neglected the important fact that you just mentioned that like Capricorn can now use her to read things like we were saying the power was just yeah. like intrinsically not that great, but we're forgetting that like it also can be used for evil. So, yeah, that's that was a realization. I was like, oh no, she's going to be used to kill people. Just another reason why it's a not very smart thing to be desiring. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we should make it in case we didn't mention this last episode or we weren't clear. Darius, who's the previous reader, he read he can read things out of books, but because he's bad at it, he creates deformities or imperfections. So Raisa, uh, who is the Dustfinger spy, she's mute, so she can't speak because when Darius read her out of Inkheart, he's so bad at reading out of books that she was basically I don't want to say defected because I don't mean to say that people who can't speak are defective, but the word I think in the book is deformities, which even then is not really that like PC anymore. She came out different than she was before. She came out differently than she was intended. Yes. And as we're going to find out in a second, as she was before. Yes. And so as soon as Meggie actually sees Reza, Risa, whatever, however you say it. Uh, uh, it should be Risa because it's like Teresa. You mean Teresa? Uh, pretty sure it's, well, again, I'm going German. Well, it is a German yes, book, Teresa so I have no in idea. English, also, so. we have already established. Either way, it should I'm be the abbreviation. So if it's, if it's 
Teresa, then she should be Risa, I guess. Ugh. Whatever. Anyway, Maggie's mom, she finds out that it, she immediately, ah, go back. As soon as Maggie sees this lady, Teresa, Ressa, <laughs> Risa, whatever, she is immediately thinking that it's her mom because she has seen photos of her from Mo. So she does a, like a general idea of how she looks. I mean, they describe how. Whatever you want to call her is fine. Ressa now has dark hair and. Maggie's mom, like, had blonde hair, so I think that has to do with, like, her going into the story. She has darkened hair now, so she looks a little bit different, but, like, it's obviously still her. And at this point in the story, which this was, like, pretty on, uh, pretty early on in the second half of the story, I was like, okay, if this is her mom, that does make the story way more interesting. Well, I'm glad you found something to latch on to. I mean, it wasn't much, and once we found it out, it was kind of over, but, you know, at least there was something. Yeah. You're right. While we're while they're in prison, Maggie gets confirmation, like you said, that she can read because she reads Tinkerbell out. And Basta, unfortunately, finds this out. And so that's why he tells Capricorn, blah, blah, blah. And now Capricorn doesn't need Mo. He's going to use Maggie to read the shadow out, which was Asia's prediction from last week. Well done, Asia. I know. I'm amazing. Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then through some sleuthing and seeing, Maggie does figure out that Risa, Risa is in fact her mother, Teresa. Thank God we can go to Norm we know. But she did lose her I ability to speak. I just gotta say, like I think Reza sounds and cooler. Int- like, that's a cooler name. What do you say? Ressa? That's awful. I was saying Risa? Risa that sounds like because she's gonna go, go win a Risa? She's She's... <laughs> Race a child? <laughs> She's a car. I don't know. I just don't like that. I like Reza. That to me is like a name. I feel like the other ones are like made up. Or it's like clear that it's like taken from something else. All names are made up. Anyway. Interestingly though, Dustfinger has actually already figured this out. He knows who she is and he doesn't feel badly about it because he feels like Mo owes him for reading him out of the story. So he feels like if he can convince Teresa to fall in love with him, it's okay because Mo, like, read him out of his life. Obviously, it doesn't work. But I just thought it was fascinating that she included that bit because that Dustfinger thought about it and decided he doesn't care that she's married to someone else. I mean, Dustfinger basically has nothing to live for, so not surprised. True. But before we keep going, I did want to discuss a little bit about Finolio's master plan, which, as we know, on Throwback Paperback, we care a lot about world building. And for me, I just am trying to understand how this magic is going to work. So I need more of an explanation, which, just to be clear, we did not get. (laughs) So another strike against this book so far. But... Basically, Finolio is able to write a new story for the Tin Man, and Maggie turns it into reality. Like, she reads this aloud. He writes this whole new story. But I'm just like, how does that work? Because the Tin Man wasn't from a book Finolio wrote. Like, this is just some random book, and he just wrote him a new story. She read it aloud, and it happened. So... Does that mean, like, the person who writes down the words has to be an author specifically, or then essentially, if it could be anyone, couldn't Maggie just write down what she wants to happen 
and read it aloud and it'll just happen. Like, I just don't understand, like, what the rules are of her powers. Uh, yeah, we don't get an explanation because... So what I'm leaning towards is I think that it has to be... I don't know how to say this. I think that the it has to be an author is probably what was intended. That it has to be someone who is a, a poet with words. Someone who is intentionally storytelling. However, that's very hard to define. How do you tell that my grocery list is not... Okay, but that's even that's even a little bit better because that's a better explanation because essentially because she could write down i have a hundred dollars in my pocket is a hundred dollars gonna pop out if you're saying that it has to be like descriptive well-written language no that that's exactly. not how that would but work. we have not gotten you would have to like tell a story yes yes maybe it has to be fictitious like maybe it has to deal with fictitious characters because everyone that it's not like any of the events have affected people who are any events have affected our real life people, you know, obviously they've been sucked into the story, but they've all been made up characters. So maybe the things that can come out don't have to be fiction. So whereas like I have a hundred dollars in my pocket, while that is not true yet is about me and therefore like wouldn't apply again. We don't know though, because what, what we've gotten in the book so far is anything that's written down, Maggie can read into reality. At least because she's only read things out and she's always been successful. So we don't know. So basically, to your point, yes, the world building is incomplete. We don't know the rules of her powers. And that is one of the things that bothered me a lot about it because unless we're going to get some clarification, which I think we'll talk about a little more at the end, so far, it really feels like, or at least we don't know anymore, then Maggie can just read whatever she wants. Yeah, that also really bothers me because at that point, it's like she just has limitless power, which I feel like... I agree. This is obviously fantasy, but it's just like, I don't know, to me, it's kind of Fantasy lazy. has to have a reason. Like, fantasy has to have, have a reason. reason. Otherwise, it's just like, what's the point? Like, it's just so unrealistic at that point. So, also, I mean, does Mo have the same, exact same ability? Like, I don't know, I feel like we read, we read, what, like, 600 pages, and we didn't get a single explanation on this? Like, does that bother anyone else? Like, I just... It bothers me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on, because I think we'll talk about it. I want to talk about it a little more at the end. You'll see. But... So we have another instance of adults being stupid, which was a big theme of last week. So when Maggie is in the meeting, she's meeting Raisa and Dustfinger. Dustfinger manages to trick Basta into getting into the cell and lock him up. So one, Basta, moron. And two, Raisa and Maggie are like looking at each other and they're so intense that they like forget to run away. So then they get caught again. And I was like... If Dustfinger made a getaway, y'all could have also made a getaway. Like, it was so stupid of them. Yeah, I wrote down here that I felt that Dustfinger definitely should have killed Basta. But yeah, either way, a lot of the adults are being stupid. And I'm kind of like, as we're going along and there's just all these idiotic adults and there's really, Maggie's the only child character. I wonder if this is supposed to like, maybe this is like how kids look at adults like 
this is how they imagine adults acting. Like, I don't know. To me, I just don't understand why why the adults make such stupid decisions. I'm wondering if it's maybe a theme in Cornelia Funke's work because two of the books, the two other books of hers that I've read, I'm not saying the adults are bad people, but it's definitely the characters are children and they have a strong skepticism of adults. So I'm wondering if maybe she just likes to write moronic adults. <laughs> well, another, again, another strike against the book of things I'm not interested in. <laughs> things that things that make no sense. Especially yeah. when your most mature character is 12 years old. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Here's another example of an adult being a moron. Eleanor going to the police. Sweetheart, the character, the, the villain, the person that you're going to have arrested was read out of a piece of fantasy literature. And you're going to report him to the police? Honestly, that was one of my favorite parts of the book because I didn't know what was going to happen. So it was kind of nice that, like, we got a little surprise there because I was like, she's going to go to the police. What are they going to do? Oh, he's in on it. Like, that was a nice little side story from the rest of the blah, 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 blah. She was supposed to be the smart one, and she just gets herself captured. And then one that made me extremely angry is when... Fareed and Mo sneak back to Capricorn's village to basically, like, they have their own plan. Like, they're going to set Capricorn's house on fire to, like, cause a distraction. And Mo ends up seeing Maggie as she's, like, being led to, like, read the book. And they, like, put her in this dress and everything. And she's obviously sad and scared. She's a 12-year-old girl who's been taken away from her father and has been imprisoned. And he, Fareed, this little kid, or teenager, I guess, has to literally physically hold him back because he, like, wants to go and try to do something with Maggie right in that moment, which is literally going to ruin their whole plan. Like, I understand seeing Maggie being led to, like, do this execution party is a lot, and it hurts him, but, like, if he reveals himself, then they aren't going to be able to save her, like... What kind of, like, irrational thinking is that? Like, talk about impulsive. Uh, like, how old is this man? Like, Mo? 15? No, Mo's gotta be... I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I just he's, realized he's, that halfway he's through. He's at least in his 30s, could be pushing 40 with a 12-year-old, <laughs> and he is acting like a 15-year-old. Acting younger than Fareed, who's like, buddy, do, do you want to complete the plan or not? Like, you want to just give ourselves up? Also... I just, I cannot. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I Again, like we said, it feels like Maggie and Finolio are the only ones that are, like, actually thinking well. And speaking of Finolio, his plan works beautifully. He manages to sneak Maggie the new ending for The Shadow, in which The Shadow kills Capricorn. And I will admit that it was sweet that Maggie didn't actually have to, like, read the part where Capricorn gets killed because Mo gets there right in time to read that, like, new final line so that she can kind of hold on to her innocence, which I, I did think that that was, like, a nice touch. Yeah, I like that they read it together. Like, I liked when I was writing in my notes, I was like, Mo and Maggie saved the day or whatever I wrote down. But I was like, I like that well, the especially two Especially them- because 
Mo doesn't have any innocence left. He's already he's just completely incompetent. <laughs> I just cannot. Like I literally and hate his character so much. Like talk about the most incompetent father on earth. Oh my god. Like when Teresa comes back, she's gonna be like, What did you do? What did you do to our daughter? She's gonna leave him for Dustfinger just because he's so pitiful. Oh my goodness. He's just a hard one to please. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I will agree that it was sweet. But as soon as the shadow comes out, um, I was like, uh, did someone go into the book? Like, um, remember, something has to go in each time. It has to match. And so if something that's big and alive, like the shadow comes out, a person is going to go in. Turns out it was Finolio. And then none of them care? Like, they're basically... Mo is like, it's too much of a risk and... It's not that bad of a world anyway, as long as he stays I away mean, from Capricorn. I got his wife back. That was his life goal for the past 10 years. That's all he's, that's all he could go for. Like we said, I literally was in shock when I read that part. They were like, oh, we can't. disposable. He was, they were like, he we can't do anything friend. for him. He I was like, doesn't he real... have a family too? Like. Yeah, I mean, I think Maggie said something about like his grandchildren and they were like, well, they're lost. Like. <laughs> I they literally was like, like, this is a, not on. happening right now. <laughs> but, yeah, they kind of, like, thought about it for a second. They're like, well, there's nothing we can do. And then, <laughs> the end of the book. <laughs> well, like, they are, is- it's a bunch of incompetent adults <laughs> and one little 12-year-old who all of a sudden has his power. So, if anyone's going to get finale out of the book, it's her. Well, also, the problem is that, like, every time you read someone out, like, someone else might go in. So, you might be creating an endless food ba- feedback loop. But I was like, seems a little well, cruel to be only, like. That only happens if they're within, like, a certain distance, I feel like is what. Yeah, maybe you should just go, like, on a mountain and read by yourself. I guess maybe you could get sucked into the story, but probably not. I don't think that. I, well, we don't, we don't know how it works. We don't know Because we have anything. not gotten the rules of the magic. There are no rules. The rule book has not been presented at all. And so that leaves us with some unfinished or unanswered questions. So Basta and Mortala, they don't get killed or they don't vanish when the new ending is read. We don't know why. And they make it in a, they make a getaway. And I did like this line. Dustfinger says, Basta did not die, which was really annoying. I thought that was a cute line. So, but the two of them escape. So I figure they'll somehow figure into the next book. Maybe. And... Dustfinger ends up stealing Inkheart, which makes me think that those must be in the next book. Basically, like, stolen Inkheart, maybe getting Finolio back, I would hope. Basta and Mortala. But right now, like, the ending of this book, if we... Like, I'm fine. You know, I don't feel like I need to continue with these characters, and I don't feel like I've been set up for something else. So, why don't you finish, and then I'll say what I mean. Yeah, my main question, or the only other question I had to add to that was, also what happens at the end is the shadow, who's the, like, monster that kills Capricorn, part of the story was that at the end, so that they didn't have to deal with the shadow just being there, he, like, melts away into, I guess, like, as the shadow, he, like, consumed people, basically, 
and they became a part of him. So they like were able to come back to life. All these people he had consumed got to like reappear like they'd woken up from a dream basically. So it was like a bunch of like trolls and fairies and like, like obviously fantastical creatures. And now they're just set in the real world with no home. And I know some of them stay in Capricorn's village, like what's left of it. And then some of them go back to live with Eleanor, but like, what are they going to do with all these fantastical creatures? Like, what happens if the government finds out about these people? Like, what? So, I guess maybe we'll get that in the next book. Yeah. I mean, who knows? And then, the final thing that we get, like, at the very end of the book, I believe, is that Maggie kind of, like, makes this, like, I guess she has a new dream, basically, and a new goal that she is she wants to learn how to write stories. So basically kind of how you're talking before, she's basically gonna become an author so that she can read aloud things that she's made up that won't hurt anybody. So like I think like what Charles explained, hopefully that's what the kind of rules are. The idea of you can't just like write anything down. It has to be like obviously well written. So like if Maggie becomes like a good author, so like able to paint a picture basically with her words and tell a really um tell a story then she'll be able to read aloud things that she's created. But again, we're not sure if it has to be fictional or if she could write about, like, real people. Yeah, so that's where, when I, that's because of that line of Maggie being like, I want to write my own stories to read aloud. That's what makes me think that that's what the ramifications of the, or the the parameters of the power are. Basically, because Maggie can, uh, because she wants to make up her own stories, that makes me think that they can only be, like, like you said, images painted with words, like, that are so vibrant that they can be drawn out of the book. Like, that that's the kind of thing that you can read aloud yeah. rather than just, like, a grocery list. However, we have... <laughs> Imagine if you're just, like, eggs. Egg I mean, up. that would be more Milk. practical anyway. Bread. Than drawing glass soldiers yeah, out of thin air. But what I would like to say is that Maggie has still missed the crucial point that if you are around someone when you read aloud, they are in danger of vanishing. So I don't care whether she can write pleasant things or not. You can't, don't get to read aloud. Like, you don't get to read aloud. Well, she's still 12. So she's not seeing the bigger picture. I would assume is the point of that. I guess. Okay. I have one comment on the, like, the reason I feel unsatisfied with this, or I feel satisfied with the ending. Do you have something you want to say before I wrap it up? You're saying you feel satisfied with the ending? I feel satisfied in that I don't want another book. Oh, okay. Yeah. that Because. You go first. To me. So to me, it feels like. This book, we could finish and be done with. Now, of course, we have characters stranded in another book, and we have a couple of the characters that are kind of floating around our world. But they don't necessarily feel like they're a threat to, like, Eleanor and Boston. They don't feel like they're a threat to Eleanor and Maggie and Moe's life. Being, like, core character family. And, like, if you told me that the next book focuses on... Basta, Dustfinger, Mortala, Finolio, I would be like, okay, I believe that. But also, if you told me that the next book focuses on a 
completely new cadre of characters that Maggie reads out of a completely different book, I would also believe you. Like, if Maggie picked up Lord of the Rings and she starts reading out elves, like, and that's what the next book was about, like, I would also believe you because there's no connection. Like, I don't, I don't feel that there's any setup for the next book at all. It's like the exact opposite of Divergent. Like, we were at one end of the spectrum there. Now we're on the completely other end. Like, is this a series? <laughs> like, what do you mean? As in, with Divergent... There was no ending. It was like, it was one. Oh, yeah. The first long two book, books were one book. Whereas now, <laughs> and then the third this book, book made stands no alone so well on its own. You're like, is this even a part of a series? I mean, it's kind of like The Giver. I mean, but we'll see how the next book feels. Yeah. Though I will say, I think I enjoyed the story better than the individual books in The Giver. Well, The Giver, only the first book was good. And then, the, was it the last one? With the girl Only the first up. third of the last one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. But what I mean, like, again, maybe the next book will f- knock our socks off and feel connected. I I will say, like, I didn't hate this book. It's not like some of the books we read where, like, again, Percy Jackson. I was like, I can't make it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And like, Messenger. I was. We finished that book, and I was like, but the. Percy Jackson was too long. It was too many books. I feel like if it would have been a trilogy, I wouldn't have gotten to that point. It was like the fourth, fifth book. I was like, we're doing the same storyline for the, the same, fifth yeah. time. Yeah, the problem was that there was the same storyline every time. And Which, like, if this, if the next book is just like this one, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> this book was way too long. Percy Jackson's what, like 300 pages? I have no idea. Also, what I would like... I I feel like I in I don't know how to say this. I enjoyed reading this one more than I enjoyed reading like Messenger. But I'm still don't eh, no because Messenger was like a hundred pages. But like, I'm saying like the actual like story and like at least I have feelings about this one. Like Messenger, I, I was like okay, we're too, done. Like it's too long. I'll say I also just I mean. I just really don't like any of the characters. I mean, I think I I mentioned this in the last episode, and I think I like for me, Fareed. Like, it's really. What'd you say? I like Fareed. He's my favorite character. Yeah, Fareed is because he's sassy. Is okay. I just and I think for me, it's really hard for me to enjoy a book if I'm not feeling connected to any of the characters. Like to me, I just feel like all of the characters are like questionable, bad in some way. Whether I think they're stupid or I think they're don't have the best intentions. But I'm thinking like, okay, let's just talk about Mo for a second. I feel like you just don't like Mo. I want to explain, I think, why I have such an issue with him, which I like touched on briefly, I think, in the last episode of, I think the reason why Mo is getting the most hate is because to me, like how I said, he's incompetent. Like he's incompetent as a parent, which to me is like unforgivable. And, like, even, like, how I talked about his reaction, like, wanting to grab Maggie and, like, ruin the whole plan, like, it seems almost like a, like a lover, like a reaction. Like, if you saw your significant other, you'd have that irrational feeling. But this is his child. Like, he should be thinking for what's, what's best for her, not that irrational. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, 
I wonder, I'm just curious, like, I wonder how also maybe it's too, because again, these adults in this book, like, they're not like us, like fake young adults who are in our 20s. We have no idea what we're doing. Like, to my understanding, like, these are supposed to be like established adults in like their (laughs) 30s, 40s, and they have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, and it's such a embarrassment. None of these adults... (laughs) have any sort of like socialization they just spend time indoors in books honestly the best potential for good character is Teresa, and she doesn't talk so (laughs) (laughs) she seems interesting well hopefully we'll get more of her in the next book for you but i don't know what it is but like mo's like the worst character on earth I definitely would like a change of pace in the next book. Yeah, maybe. Well, I was going to ask you, because the next book is called Ink Spell. What's the last book called? Ink Death. Okay, so I was going to make a prediction for what I think is going to happen. Because, you know, since we have no idea, we can just throw random guesses out. But, like, I think Charles is right. I think Ink Spell, Spell. I think that Maggie's going to, like, learn how to write, and she's going to, like, cast a spell and, like, bring out either a new story. But let me throw a wrench in your plan, because... The actual name of the second book in German is Ink Blood. So someone's gonna die. Hopefully it's Mo. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay. it's Ink Well, death. either way, I mean, I don't really know what's gonna happen it's in the second book, but if it's Ink Death, I mean, there's gonna be death. I hope that it means it's gonna be a death of Inkheart. Like they're gonna burn the book. Like they're gonna get all the characters to go back in. Like I'm assuming. I feel like how we're talking about, since we have no idea where the story's going. I'm hoping that the death is of the power. Yeah, I was going to say, I would say that I think that the only way that this book could have, like, a happy ending, quote-unquote, is they have to lose that ability. Because the reality is, it's not a good power. Like, you're ripping people from their stories. People are getting sucked into books. Like, it's very chaotic, can't be controlled. Like, this is not a power that they want to hold on to for the rest of their lives. Like, And they can't read aloud. They can't enjoy reading out loud to each other, which is what this book is about. This book is about sharing stories with each other, and they can't oh do it as a family. Oh, my God. Is that what the whole moral of the story is going to be like? It's the joy of reading aloud, and they did <laughs> I don't think the joy of reading aloud, but, like, the book is clearly, like, a book for nerds, and that, like, it's like a love letter to fiction, and that, like, Look how, like, all our main characters just love books so much. And, like, when Mo reads, everyone is like, oh, my God, this is the best thing that happened ever. When they talk about, when they describe, like, Mo reading and they're, like, all sucked in. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I I feel like if they lose the power and they can just enjoy Mo being a good person who, like, can read well, (laughs) like, it'll be a good ending. That's the only thing he's good at. We better hope that happens because if not, we're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's. I'm gonna be disappointed no matter what. I I'm putting it out here right now. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think we can make a comeback oh, after goodness. this book. I don't know. I don't think we're getting so off the rails. I mean, here's saying positive, but I just. I mean, as we said, Asia and fantasy aren't the best match as it is so fantasy with terrible characters not that exciting of a story like ooh, what what do you have going for you oh god we are so far off the rails so 
I'll just be powering through to the next series, I think, is my guess. But who knows? I mean, that's kind of how I feel right now myself. Maybe next week I'll come in and be like, oh my god, we everything changed. I highly <laughs> doubt it, but never say never. Glad you're keeping an open mind. <laughs> Maybe Teresa will start talking and it'll be a game changer and I'll be like, this is... This is the new Twilight for me. New best book. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Twilight. That's a lie. I can't even joke about that. It's never going to happen. Okay. So, <laughs> with that, we are going to start the next book, Ink Spell. And we're going to be reading, oh God, chapters 1 through 39. <laughs> So maybe episodes will start coming out bi-weekly because this is too much. But we'll see. Just kidding. That's a joke. Always weekly, every Monday. Subscribe. Thank you for saying that. Let us know how you feel about it. Just contact us on nerdbrighter.com slash contact. You select our paperback. Then send us an email. You can tell us how you feel about this reading. And you can get in touch with the network at large on Twitter at Join Nerd Party or Instagram at The Nerd Party or Facebook.com slash The Nerd Party. I don't even know why. I'm not even going to mention my Twitter because I don't use it. But you can find me on Instagram at Seashells. And I'm at Asia Bonia on TikTok and Twitter and at Asia.Bonia on Instagram. If you enjoyed this, the episode, not the book, make sure... (laughs) Make sure that you rate and review the podcast because this is great. The book, <laughs> jury's still out. And oh, as always, share it with your friends and family and everyone you know, anyone who's into reading. And of course, check out the other podcasts on the Nerd Party Network and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss us next week. Yes. Hit that subscribe. Have a good one. We will see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.